Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. Happy New Year. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Uh, you catching me putting my glasses on? Happy What's New going Year. on, Claudia? How are you? Oh, uh, you know, I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. But it's 2020. It's 2024. Mm -hmm. It's a new year. It's a new beginning. And I'm here for it all. All right. And please welcome our special guest co-host for the week, Carolina Sanchez. Hello, Carolina. How you feeling? Hey, hey. I'm so excited to finally work with you, Claudia. I've I been know. With you guys, but never with you. So I'm pumped. And you know what? I got to apologize because when Al and Funky and myself were on your show, we were so inappropriate. We were all over the place, but we had a good time in a, in a, in a great little kiki. So you were very gracious to offer your couch to us. So thank you very much. No, that was that was a blast. Y'all welcome any anytime, please. I love the sass. I love the personalities. Y'all are fantastic. Absolutely. Well, how, how was y'all's New Year's? Did you have a good time? How was New Year's? It's crazy for me. I had to host a two hour live show here in Houston and we had a blast, um, but it, it sucked the energy out of me. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to go home and, and go to bed, although I didn't go to sleep till like three. But, you know, it was a great time like to be able to be live and show people that Texas, we can get down just as well as they do in in New York. So speaking of getting down, you're you're married, aren't you? Yes. So did you get some New Year's um, sex? My, no, no. We had my uh, teen um, with us and my cousin. And so <laughs> my, uh, my father was with the babysitter, but I still had other kids with me. So, All right. Well, maybe that will get it in soon. Al, how was your New Year's? Uh, my New Year's was my New Year's was nice. I actually spent it in Chicago. Shout out to all the fans in Chi Town uh, who were so generous and so nice and were stopping me everywhere. I went to the Michael Blackson and Jess Hilarious uh, with D Ray's comedy special. Um, had time to do that, which was incredible. The Chicago crowd is just full of energy and fun. And I brought in the new year with Michael Blackson and Rada, who you know, Claudia. And they are always, always, always a good time. I, I just can't stop laughing always when I'm in the presence of Michael Blackson. He is just a comedian with some of the greatest sense of humor. Well, they're a good time. Speaking of good times, of course, we definitely want to acknowledge, uh, you know, a huge part of our show and the success of our show, Funky Dineva. I know uh, there's a lot of family mixed feelings about this situation. Um, if you've seen his video, he has nothing but love for us, for Fox Soul. Um, we did not want him to leave. And, you know, he's a gentleman of leisure and he loves, you know, his leisure time and having a good time. And he does a good job with his YouTube channel. It was his choice. And he's definitely welcome back whenever he wants to come back. We love Funky Dineva and he wasn't fired. We love Funky. We wish him well. And, you know, we love you, Funky. We do. We really do. Uh -huh. Funky, what do I say? You know, you're going to be gravely missed. You've taught me so much. It's no secret. One of the reasons I still have this seat is because of you. I can't express how much I appreciated you, love you, and will continue to support you. I am definitely sad to lose you as a colleague, but I'm very happy and, and, and just blessed that I can still call you a friend. 
That's right. And don't bleed a hype. He was getting a cute check because Funky don't work for cheap. Okay. <laughs> we love you, Funky. And we'll see you soon. We'll be on a boat again in Miami together for sure. But all right, let's get into the show. Uh, churches around the country were filled with people as they praised and celebrated their way into the new year. But one church in Atlanta is under fire for swag surfing during the New Year's Eve service. All right, y'all. Again, real casual in church. Do you think people are being overly sensitive? And who says you can't swag surf and praise God at the same time? Uh, Al, we got to go to you first because, like I said, Caroline, I don't know your church background, but Al is very vocal about being part of the church, and I'm here. I am. What do you think about this? I'm a saved Christian, Carolina, and I'm a God-fearing um you know, guy. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I've sat on committees for New Year's Eve for churches. Um, what better place to be doing New Year's Eve than in church? And nowadays, if you sit on any committee, the whole thing is about the safety of your community, as well as supporting and getting young people to come to your church. So you have to try non-traditional methods in order to keep the engagement and the life of the church going. And this is one of those ways. And look, from the way that that audience or those church members responded this is exactly what they need in order to speak to them and if that is what it takes to save a soul then i'm all in support for it okay uh carolina what do you think about this and have you ever been inappropriate in church inappropriate in church oh i'm gonna plead the fifth there because i have done some things in the pews honey okay but <laughs> i think people are being too sensitive i agree with al all the way like you got to meet people where they're at and obviously everyone that was there had a great time you see the video they're they're swag surfing with everybody on stage everyone is having a good time they're there celebrating the new year it's not like they're cursing up a storm and you know, being very inappropriate to um, to God himself or anything like that. They're just having a good time and celebrating together. And if the pastor is is bringing that out of people and, and having them fill the church, I think he's doing a good job, in my opinion. I think no one has room to talk. There's been lots of inappropriate things happening in churches, and we won't say which ones, but there have been lots of inappropriate uh, behaviors going on, and I, I see nothing wrong with this. And with as sick as I am, of, as I am of twerking, it could have been a whole lot worse. And this was, Swag Surf is a cute dance. It's not a stank dance. It's, it's still on the classy side. Right, right. TV said, ain't nothing wrong with a little Swag Surf in the service. All right, moving on. Dave Chappelle threw up the deuces after a fan pulled out his phone during his gig in Florida. Chappelle is known for having a no, a strict no phone policy when performing for his fans. Do you think this is fair for the other guests? Carolina, let's, let's start with you this time. Nope. Nope. I don't think it's fair. I I understand the policy. I get it. I I I think he, as a comedian, wants to protect his craft and maybe he was workshopping and he didn't want anything to leak. But just because I am a paying person and I know the policy, but one person messes it up for everyone else like that's not that's not fair maybe when i'm buying the ticket you say if one person brings it out i'm canceling the show then i'm not going to spend my money getting the ticket and i'll just watch you on netflix i i don't think it's fair to the people who paid i agree all right Al, what do you think what do you thoughts I'm going to disagree. I'm going to completely disagree. And you guys know in the Anita Baker concert and in, in the conversation that I've had about that, I blamed her, um, not the not the, the audience member. But in this particular case, I 100% believe that it was the audience member's fault. Listen, Dave Chappelle makes $62 million a year in 2023. He performed 31 shows. 
Okay, how many of us have made $62 million in 30 days, in essence? Okay, he has a contract that he has to protect also with Netflix as it relates to his original content. You cannot be breaking out your phone and recording him and think that it's gonna be okay. I don't care if it was one person or 10 people, you're violating his contract and you putting his ability to make that much money at that rate at risk. It's not allowed. I'm sorry that a couple of people had to fall on the sword because of that, but that is it. Listen, what do you the mean website, a couple of people? What do you mean a couple of people? The website told you not to. The use rest the of the entire crowd had to fall on the sword for well, that. One I'm sorry. I'm going to protect my $62 million and my $20 million per show contract with Netflix at all costs. So if one, if I saw one, that means that's the one I saw. That means I can't trust how many other people in that audience may have gotten away with it because there are 7,000 people in there. The website told you no. The venue signs everywhere told you no. They gave you secure bags to give you to put your cell phone in. They told you no filming. And the DJ told you before it started no filming. If you can't follow the rules, shut it all down. But I he did follow the rules. It's just I'm, like I'm the president of the United States. The let me, let like me jump the, Let me jump in here. I haven't let's finished, see. excuse me. It's just oh like God, the president of the okay. United States. You cannot breach security and expect for security to not do their job. If the president came in somewhere and you breached the security of that president, then they're going to shut the whole thing down. That's what he did. Okay. Either follow rules or don't come. Let me jump in here. I think the solution is probably somewhere in the middle because, yes, there is a policy, but that policy should not affect the people that all did oblige. So the solution to me, when I've been at events like this, I've been at movie premieres with like strict policy. You cannot. They take that person, they escort them, and sometimes they make them delete the stuff out of their phone and then also go to the deleted files, and then they delete that. Instead of 6,999 other people suffering, and then they can all go around and say how horrible of a time they had, and that will eventually affect your bottom line. I think. Uh, know what said, said, I don't blame Dave. You're right, Al. And then Plain Jane said they should have escorted that person out versus canceling the entire venue. So we got people on both sides here. All right, y'all, moving on. Tamar Braxton is speaking out after a video resurfaced of Krishan Rock disrupting her prayer circle during her LA concert. Check out this video provided by TMZ. And you just being just. Thank you, Lord God, we ask you to have Oh, Lord, don't stop. Lord God, we ask, you to, we ask you to have so much fun tonight, Lord God. Oh. And bring us back safe home to our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, after this video hits the social media waves, Tamar tweeted, all the events that happened was unfortunate. What is truly disgusting is that my dressing room and prayer is a sacred place. And whoever released that can go straight to hell. What are your thoughts on this drama? And did, did you see, y'all see Tony Braxton's reaction? What happened here? Let's go to you, Alan. This, this is kind of like mm, similar situation with people sneaking videos. What do you think? Uh, when I saw this, I was like, wait, what? We're talking about this again. I'm like, geez, like, come on, please take me out of the group text. I, 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 I honestly, I'm over it. I don't need to hear anything about it. The most interesting thing about that video 
And what we could have talked about was how Tony Braxton responded. That to me is the only new information here. Other than that, please, 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 please take me out of the group chat. And I honestly could do without all the antics, the drama, and the crying. It just it's too much of a roller coaster for me to follow with Tamar Braxton and everything that's going on. It's just too much. And Krishan, because it seems like it's a tit and a tat and a back and forth. You have to choose sides. Please, I'm asking. Both of you are talented women in different ways. Take me out of the group chat. I'm done with it. All right, Carolina, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm kind I'm kind of the same with Al here. I'm Krishan, I had to do some research on Krishan to really understand why we keep talking about this woman. And it just seems like ever since she got involved with Blueface, she's just gone down a a very endless spiral that doesn't seem to get any better. Like news that comes out about her is never positive. And so I just wish her association with Tamar uh, would probably, you know, make uplift her in some way and shine her in a more po positive light. And it just seems like it, nothing, nothing is helping. So I just hope Krishan finds the help that she needs to, to, to leave the toxicity behind in 2023. I think this was a bad idea from the start. Tamar. I think you are one of the most, you have a beautiful, dope-ass voice, and a lot of people like your personality. You're fun. You're super entertaining. But I think it was a mistake to think that cross-promoting you with Krishan was going to ever work. And yeah, I get y'all both Baltimore girls. I get it. But listen, there's people from Rhode Island that I don't rock with, okay, <laughs> and that probably don't rock with me. And we probably can all say that about where we come from. Um, I think this was a, it was it was destined to not work out right. And then you got this superstar and Tony Braxton there who has lupus and autoimmune disease. She probably don't want a bunch of random people around her that smoke and do all kinds of whatever. Not to say Krishan was sick or anything, but you don't know that right now. So I just feel like it was a mistake from the start. And um, I am also sick of it. I think they are dragging this. And I don't know what the big picture is. Like, why are they dragging this so long? It seems like people's friendships are broke up about this. And it's a hot ass mess. Uh, Squeaker Q33N said, Tamar setting all this mess up because ain't no way. And Poppy said, Tony's response isn't worth discussing. She don't know that child. Um, and Siobhan Robinson said, right out, just proves that they were being stank to her from the start. So I have a feeling we're not done hearing about these. About <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> we hope so, but you know. You know, I'm going to hit the headlines again. Well, we didn't get to talk about what we're gonna leave behind in twenty twenty in twenty twenty four. What we're not gonna bring into this year, but we maybe we should by the end of the year. All right, coming up next, find out what we would do in sticky situations. And later, Bill Clinton may have been in cahoots with Jeffrey Epstein. Ooh. That list is about to come out, and I know Al, you've been waiting on this for a long time. So stay tuned. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, have you ever thought about how you would handle yourselves if you were placed in the middle of an unexpected situation? What well, would we like you to chime in in the fun with hashtag WWYD? What would you do? All right, y'all. Spirit Airlines is under fire after a gate agent placed an unaccompanied chi uh, child on the wrong flight. Now, according to reports, the gate agent has since been terminated. All right, Carolyn, you're the only mom here. What would you do if someone put your child on the wrong flight? And do you think the parent or guardian should be held accountable? I I don't know. I don't want to find out what I would do 
if somebody put my child on the wrong flight. I was I was on a flight to uh, New York for Christmas and they announced very loudly, where's my UM, which is unaccompanied minor. And a father walked his daughter to the front. I'm assuming father and daughter walked her to the front of the gate, watched her walk down the, the what do you call that? The, the jetway? The jetway and made sure she got on. I don't know why that didn't happen in the originating city because she's she flew from philadelphia to orlando um i damn sure would do that so i don't know if the parents should be responsible i don't know what the situation was there but either way i am trusting the airline who allegedly had someone in charge of my child the entire time to put them on the correct flight mm -hmm. i don't know how it passed so many people at spirit airlines and it still went wrong and they had no accountability for her once the grandparent arrived. It's completely unacceptable. And then for not to reach out for five days and then seven days until it was they were terminated. Absolutely not. I'm raising hell on everybody. Every news network is going to be talking with me because I'm going to want answers immediately. Well, I don't think you've probably been on Spirit Airlines. They are the most ghetto airlines ever. They charge you for a seat that reclines like this much, and they charge you to put a purse on the plane. And Al, what do you think about this situation? What would you do if someone did this to your nephew, your niece, or if you had a child? Yeah, you know what? Um, I would sue them. I mean, we know that there have been many cases with American Airlines and other airlines where kids have gotten lost. Seven million um, unaccompanied minors travel yearly. All right. So to lose one or two, I hate to say this is kind of better than, you know, losing, you know, more than that. But it's unacceptable. I believe I agree with Carolina. I think fathers, parents or whoever delivers the child to the airport should be allowed to escort, be escorted to the gate with the person to make sure they're on the right flight at the right time. Um, I think that they should not be left at the check in desk for a, a, an employee to take them to the right gate. Obviously, we see that this is not only happened on Spirit, but it's also happened on Frontier and JetBlue as of late. So they re really need need to reevaluate the policies and procedures on how to get that child to the right gate without this type of hiccup. Because I promise you, with the levels of self-trafficking, with the levels of, of sexual assault on young kids, with the levels of missing children just in general, all of this is unacceptable and shouldn't be allowed. They need to pay money. I don't know where they're going to get it from, but they need mm -hmm. to pay money for all the anguish and anxiety and pain and suffering that they cause to this family. Can you imagine, like, God forbid, like you put your kid on the flight and that's a plane that like there was just a plane crash the other day, right? Today. Right. Can you imagine if the kid like was just pass off to the wrong like so many things could have gone bad with this and al you mentioned sex trafficking it is so this is such a huge mistake that spirit need to send all their money over to the parents uh joe god sorry in this particular case the kid was six Thank goodness the kid knew how to use a phone to FaceTime. This is one time that I'm like, thank goodness these kids know their way around phones and tablets. The kid was abandoned in the airport, FaceTime his grandmother and was like, I don't know where I am. I mean, can you imagine? Unacceptable. Yeah, I'm with you. Can you I'm imagine getting that call, Carolina, as a mother? And then having to drive to almost 200 miles yourself to go correct the mistake that Spirit okay. made? I got to say something shady and please forgive me in the comments in advance. If you really loved your kid, though, 
Would you <laughs> put them on spirits? I knew you were gonna go there. I knew. <laughs> that is shady. <laughs> I mean, spirit is like when a guy don't really like you. He like you definitely like side piece number two. That's what spirit is like. That's what's giving. Like you put. Uh, listen, I understand people that say it's a financial thing. But if you're being, if we're being honest, Spirit ends up being more expensive with all the fees than a regular flight on a real airline, like in a Delta or an American or a United or even a Southwest. So please. Um, okay. A Kentucky man has been arrested after walking into a church in his underwear and proceeding to strangle a priest during the service. All right, Al, once again, <laughs> our resident church guy, what would you do if you witnessed this at your church? And would you have jumped in? I think I would have jumped in. I mean, the only reason I would have jumped in in this case is, A, a production, if you could put the picture back up. He looked like this. So I clearly know that something is not right. Something mentally, his, his faculties aren't about himself. And he also had on nothing but underwear and a T-shirt. So, of course, I would think that something was, there was a disconnect. So I definitely would help the pastor <laughs> in this particular instance, and I would jump in. All right, Carolina, what would you do? I I would wait for other people to probably go get them. I'd probably be calling the cops. I'm one of those people who will call first. Maybe I'd record a little video. I don't know. But um, I wouldn't go up there and, and touch him and stop him. But I'd yell at my husband to go up there and stop him. That's right. Get your husband sick your husband on him. All right. Supermarket delivery driver Johnny Johnson recently won $4.8 million in the lottery and decided to work his holiday shift so he would not leave his colleagues hanging what would you do if you won the lottery would you still have worked your regular job um al mr king of the jobs what would you do <laughs> you, out? you guys know that i love working so in this particular case if i won i would have taken that day off because it was around christmas or near christmas but if i won only for it's only for i mean I don't want to sound like that guy, but at the end of the day, it's <laughs> only four million. You sound like million. that guy. Only know, right? four point eight million. Let me put it right. Let me put it in context, though. It's four million dollars, and everyone's like, "Oh, I would quit my job. I would live a life of leisure." No, you can't. After taxes, you're getting two million dollars. Two million dollars, and he's fifty, right? He's like fifty, and his life expectancy is until eighty. That's thirty years. If he quits his job, that's only seventy thousand dollars a year to live off of for the rest of his life. Like, who can really just live a life of leisure off of $70,000. Your bills are still the same. You still got to feed yourself. You still got a car. You still got a house payment. So I, I personally would take that money and invest it in something that makes me more money. So maybe I could retire earlier, but off of that little bit of money, I don't think I would quit my job forever and think I'm going to live a life of leisure. Okay, Carolina. I think he probably thinks he can live a life of leisure, but I, I'm going to be corny. And I think like him, I would definitely still work because I would be thinking about my coworkers and, you know, like I just lucked out. Like I just won four point eight million dollars. You know, they still have the same job. Like <laughs> it, it's a nice thing to do. Right. Like I'm, I came up with four point eight million dollars. Like I can I can work the December 23rd. It's not Christmas Day shift. Like I, I can do it for my people. I'm going to say I've been in great work environments and I've been in horrible work environments. So if I like my coworkers, I'm not going to leave them hanging. Right. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm rich. So I'm going to come rock with you, <laughs> the poor people. And I'm probably going to treat, we're going to go to crustaceans after this. We're going to have fun. But like, if it's a fun place to go, I'd probably treat my job like a hobby. 
and you don't have that right. same stress looming over you like right. I you got, got to have this right. but if i didn't like who i was working with or i hated my boss then they, he can kiss my ass i will be gone i will be gone i will be gone because i'd be right. looking for any reason to leave but if i love y'all then i'm gonna stay with y'all you know yeah. uh jermaine tart said that's two million more than he had and Jory Scott said, nope, my coworkers would have to carry that shift, baby. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next is uh, Jeffrey Epstein spilling the tea from the land of the dead. And later, find out which celebrity is facing sexual assault charges. Damn, we just got into the second day of this year. All right. All right, keep alive. We'll be back with some drama. We'll be back. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, welcome back to the show. Shout out to the 6,000 soulmates in the chat. We see you and we appreciate y'all rocking with us. All right, y'all, according to the legal documents expected to be released this week, former President Bill Clinton is allegedly going to appear on Jeffrey Epstein's associate list. ABC News reported that Clinton's name or alias is mentioned more than 50 in more than 50 pages of court documents that are set to be made public soon. The question I'm supposed to ask y'all is, are you surprised? But might I remind everyone, this is the president that got his house by an intern. So, I mean, what we really tripping on right here. Carolina, what do you think about this? Uh, I am not surprised. And I was expecting to see a lot more politicians be named. I wonder if Bill Clinton is probably the most well-known politician in this 50 pages of documents. Um, but I mean, he's been hiding for a while. I think it's I think it's time we we see the light of day on on who was all who all was visiting the ranch, the island, and all the private jets that Epstein uh, was doing some funky business in. Okay, uh, Al, what do you think? You think you think some of your friends might be on this list as well? <laughs> uh, well, the, the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I need more information before I make a solid comment on this. I think we need to open our eyes and understand that this is an Epstein case. This is a sexual assault, sexual harassment, well, not sexual harassment, sex trafficking. And Clinton's name as it relates to sex will get you the headline for people to follow and pay attention. And I think it's serving its purpose. The Clintons have been very supportive of me and my ex-wife. They've, you know, they've came to our wedding. I've gone to dinner with them. I've been, you know, did the fly around with them doing campaigning with them. And I don't think in my personal opinion that Clinton is that sloppy. Um, the sexual connotations I get, does he lie? Obviously, no, we know that he does around um, when it comes to having inappropriate sexual relations with people, but never has it been with anyone under 21 years of age. And in, you know, certain states, 18 is legal, 17 and certain states. So for me, I personally am going to need a little bit more information. I think it's dirty that you have to use his name in order to get traction for coverage. But we'll see because they said there's 50 communications between him and the Epsteins. Um, and we're going to see what those communications were. I promise you, though, just from the core of my being, I don't think my uh, Bill Clinton did any sexual things that was wrong with anybody underage um, on an island uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. I just want to correct one thing you said. Sorry, Carolina. Um, you said, I don't think he's that sloppy. He is the guy that did get a dress. But I do agree with you. I don't think he was with underage girls. 
And what people are, are also forgetting, yes, he did have a lot of shady things going on on his island, but he also had AIDS fundraisers, I think, for AIDS and all kinds of different charitable events. So there would be a really valid reason why a lot of big names would be on that that list that flies them. What are we going to say, Carolina? Yeah, that's exactly the point that I was going to make is that I, I, I'm not accusing Bill Clinton of doing any sort of sexual harassment, sexual assaults on anyone. But I do believe he's on the list. And I do believe that a lot more people that we haven't heard of are on the list as well. Uh, what Lana, they're doing in these places. That's right. All right. Lana Price said, I've seen that Studio 54 pigs with Bill and Bush, and Bush and Epstein. Google it. Uh, Jen Dye said, a lot of big names are on this Epstein list. People we like. And uh, J.D. Slot says, um, the dams will get aired out and the Republicans won't. You know how it goes. I mean, that happens a lot too. So let, me, let me ask you this, Claudia. Do you think Oprah Winfrey will be on that list? Because she had, at a short time, dealing with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I, I do. And and for the for the reasons I said earlier, you know, um, I think that Oprah is in, in the who's who of when it comes to fundraising. I think she absolutely will probably at some events. Before we knew that what Jeffrey Epstein was like doing in the dark, he was known as a, a socialite. Like, you know this, right? He was out there right. uh, rubbing shoulders with the who's who. And you can't be a scumbag your whole life in your entirety to be able to have access to all these people. So I do think he did do some, you know, that's how you do it, right? You do some good things in the public. And then the low, low, you're out there with the, you know, the minors. That's what I think. So, mm, all right. In other presidential news, an inside source revealed that page six, to page six, that Melania Trump is planning to make more public appearances this year in hopes of getting her husband back in office. The source said Trump and his family are so secure that he'll become president again that insiders at Mar-a-Lago say he's reached an agreement with wife Melania Trump to step up top-tier diplomatic appearances in 2024. I got here for Melania making more public appearances because they all went so well when she was the first lady with the I really don't care to you while visiting victims of a hurricane, while she's ruining the Rose Garden at the White House and the other tragedies she's done. She was such an effective first lady. But I did see those. What do you think about this? I think it's a brilliant marketing idea and, it, and for the campaign and of the new president. Um, Donald Trump, although he is positioned to possibly win in 2024, Americans just don't really like him. He comes across as cold and mean and not caring and very power hungry. Melania is a beautiful woman to the eye, easy on the eye, and she could be used to really kind of smooth over the people that he's not able to get in touch with. Once again, Claudia, and you know this, Melania and, and Donald, I used to hang out with them on a regular. It's no, I've said it on the show before. They were at our wedding. We were at their wedding. I've gone to dinner with these people. Melania was always a very modest woman. She was a very honest woman. She was a very warm and friendly person if you knew her personally. And if you think about where she's from, Slovenian people, Americans are just that. They're known for that. So to have her painted as anything other than what I've experienced with her, and obviously 
obviously Donald Trump taking the route that he did, which was a very ugly and distant and disconnected than how I know him as Donald Trump. I feel like that this is a brilliant idea. I think she can help soften the people that he hasn't been able to soften. She's a beautiful woman. And we know in America that looks mean a lot when it comes to campaigning. And I think that he needs everything to be right. She was a very distant first lady at first because she wasn't revered because people just didn't think of her as a first lady because of how she looked. But I think they're going to flip it now and make it into a positive so that he can win this presidency in 2024. Kelly, I'm going to go to you in a second, but I just want to jump in because base before I forget, because I'm 50, son, I'm 50 years old. So I just want to say this. Um, I disagree with how you see her. And I guess because the hypocrisy, you know, she came in, you talk so much trash about Barack Obama not being a, pre- uh, a citizen of the country. And then you plagiarize the entire speech that Michelle Obama gave. I will never forgive you for that, Melania. I've been around you and Trump several times where you was straight up a trophy wife. And if I was married to that man and he was in my face and other people's faces the way he was. I would have put my foot down. You show me that you're just hired help. You show me that you don't have the self-esteem that it takes to be an effective first lady. And that's why people don't like you. And then... We felt bad for you a little bit. Like you felt, we felt like blink twice if if you're not you're, you're being held hostage. And we kind of felt sorry for her. And then she goes and talks down on our favorite first family ever. And it's just like, just when you want to feel empathy for this woman, she proves us why she deserves the husband that she got. And I just wish she would, I would have more respect for her if she would have ran. This man got, had raw dog sex with a porn star while you were pregnant has tried to get with all the girls at the Miss USA pageant in 1997 through until he was done with it, because I was there. Um, try to have affairs with all kinds of women. And then you sit there, and, and, I'll, and I'll give Hillary that smoke too, okay? I, I, it's hard for me to respect that. It's hard for me to respect a woman. like She's not a girl's girl either. I think she's, she's showing, she's kind of proving the paid help, high-end escort narrative, correct? I don't know. That hasn't been my experience with her. I mean, I feel like how she was portrayed during the presidency, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, she did a lot of things that were blown out of context and that were, you know, could be viewed as very negative. The the Melania that I knew that was raising a child uh, that would go out to dinner, that was at my wedding, I was in their personal home, I was with them in Malargo. That's not the same Melania, but we are talking 20 years ago. And fabulous appearances. It's very easy to be nice to fake it for a 20 minute thing, a three hour wedding. But for years, I'm just looking at her track record and it's giving skank. The the lesbian, the, the, the girl on girl pictures on the plane, not to say there's anything wrong with that, but you cannot come around and say you're such a class act and then come from Michelle Obama having their shoulders out when you over here licking up. First lady to me, you can't even do that in a pageant. And you were first lady. Sorry, Kelly. I know me and Al kind of went. No, no, no. I'm, I'm here for it. And I agree with a lot of what both of you are saying. And I have to be clear that I have never rubbed shoulders with Trump or Melania. OK, I don't know them personally at all. Um, I'm seeing it from the perspective of someone who could barely remember what she did as a first lady. I had to go back and research and I and I'm a journalist. I was a journalist through through the entirety of Trump's presidency. And I had to go back and remember that she did Be Best, which was a campaign awareness for kids doing better with their health, with kindness. But that, I mean, it doesn't 
her mark. Her dance bullying. Your husband is the biggest bully in the world. Get out of here, Melania. Fix your home yes. first. So it's hard because in those four years, she didn't really leave her mark. So they're giving her an opportunity to step up and do top tier mm -hmm. diplomatic moves. Like, what exactly is she going to do? Like, obviously, she can only improve from what she did. Um, but I just I, I, I don't know what they're going to get her to do. I get what you're saying, Al, that she's the softer, more likable, palatable Trump compared to Trump. I get that, Al. I get like she like she's probably more easy to digest. I get what you're saying with that. Um, Sandra Richardson said Melania is uh, cold as well. I don't care how much campaigning she does for him. I will never vote for the orange Oompa Loompa. <laughs> and Oprah Gates says Melania should take Trump and go back to where she came from. And one more thing. How do you sit there and let Trump talk so much crap about anchor babies and illegals when there's a lot of questions around how you came into the country and you and the first wife that died, Ivanka, rest in peace, y'all gave us anchor babies as well. Get out of here. But it's but it's bad for uh, Mexicans to do it and, and darker skinned immigrants. I don't know. All right. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, now uh, on to our current president, Joe Biden. During an appearance on ABC's New Year's Rockin' Eve live show, Biden declared that the United States is in a better position to lead the world than any other country. Uh, Carolina, our journalist, do you agree? Listen, he made a lot of big statements during that speech saying that we're in a much better position. But I think if he talks to a lot of people who whose wages are not going up at the speed of inflation, eggs are still priced very high. Um, yeah, I think the U.S. has been and will continue to be a world leader. But uh, for working class uh, citizens out here who are struggling, who are still living paycheck to paycheck, maybe two paychecks to two paychecks, like trying to make it work right now. And they're not seeing any sort of help. Interest rates are still high. Like, are we in a better position, Joe? Are we? All right. Al, what are your thoughts? I have such 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 vast thoughts about about the current administration. Um, I think it's safe to say, though, that as an American, uh, I do believe that the United States of America will always be a world leader. And I'm never going to back down off of that. I don't care what statistic you show me or not. We are still the best country in the world, period. And we will be the economic leader in the world for as long as I hope I'm alive. With that being said though, we can't ignore that this, this administration has been a sleepy administration. We had a lot of hopes for this administration to help us with a lot of things. And he took the helm during a very tricky time. He took the helm at the end of a pandemic. Um, so much was going on in the country, so many uncertainties. And the one thing that we knew as a country, at least for me, was that we needed to get Trump out of the administration. With an approval rate now, Biden, at about 37%, it's quite clear that we're not happy with you and we're not happy with the results. And it has a lot to do, I just think, with how and what he says and how he says it with him and his wife in leadership. And I, I'm, I, I gotta be honest. The only thing that will keep me on board with the Biden ticket in 2024 is hopes that we keep Trump out of the White House in 2024. But there is vast room for improvement, for sure, for the administration to do better than what they did these last four years.
You know what's gonna say, an American oh, is having to choose the worst of two evils. Right. Like, <laughs> never, like it's been a long time since we've been able to choose a candidate because they are the right thing. They're the best thing. Americans are left having to decide between candidates. It's like, which one's going to be the worst bad for me? Not as bad right. for me. Like the least amount of hurt toward me and my livelihood. And that yeah. really sucks right now. Uh, for us. Agreed. And I will say, I want to like to add to this and um, I'm a political nerd. That's all I watch. I don't watch movies. I can't tell you what the latest movie out, but I will say this. The Democrats have always been because actually Joe Biden has reversed a lot of things that were going to really, we were going a really bad direction with as far as jobs. Um, inflation is so high, but it has come down tremendously. Gas in Texas, where it's one of the cheapest in the country was almost at $4. We're now at 232. Eggs, we're at $8. We're not there anymore. We're not where we were. Now, the messaging has always been crappy with Democrats. When we do good, we do not brag. We think, oh, people will know. They'll go read the Wall Street Journal, and they don't. And what, 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 how Trump resonates with the average American person is his simple talk. This is good. That is bad. He speaks like a caveman, but most Americans can understand what he's saying. I think the Democrats speak in an elitist way. So the messaging doesn't really, you have to really like really research to see that, that wages are actually up, that the job creation has been the highest of any president in modern day history. But if you don't feel that, or you don't see it on television and we are definitely doing group think we have social media. If 20 people say, Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. We going to say it's bad. But I'm telling you, I live in Texas and my gas is going out a dollar. Um, my grocery bill is still higher than what it was. But you got to remember, a lot of this supply chain stuff started with COVID. And we are, and, and actually a lot of our problems are corporate greed from companies. It's not the president. It's the it's the companies that say we still want to price gouge to citizens. And then the president gets the blame for that. The president can't set that price. It is the corporate greed. Look at the CEOs. There's never been a huge gap between the worker and the CEOs. And if you really look that up, you'll see that, you know, and, and, and on top of that, we have a president that falls downstairs that, that mess don't know he's disoriented. So it's like, it's looking real bad, but I want some young blood in there as well. So, all right, y'all. Hey, let's, uh, Oh, stoner assassin said, let a woman run this country. I mean, we had men every single time. So I ain't mad at that. All right, y'all, coming, uh, keep it locked because coming up next, find out which late superstar's brother is facing sexual assault charges and later a young boy is finding joy while grieving the loss of a loved one. Keep it locked. All right, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. All right, this is some tea here. A woman is suing Michael Jackson's brother, Jermaine Jackson, for allegedly sexually assaulting her in her home back in 1988. Now, the woman also claims that she told Motown music founder Barry Gordy about the assault, but he did nothing to help her in return. This is the year of exposure. Well, 2023, as I see, we're carrying it on to 2024. What are your thoughts on these allegations? Alice, go to you first. What do you think about this? This is this is a lot, right? This is a lot to process. Um, 
However, if he assaulted this woman, if he raped this woman against her will, then he needs to be prosecuted and, and, and justice needs to be served. That's it. You have no right breaking into a woman's home and raping her. I don't care who you are. I don't care what dynasty you're from. And I don't care how, how big of a celebrity you are. If you break the law, if you rape a woman, if you have sex with her against her will, you have to go through the criminal system and see if you could, if you're found guilty or not, period. And if he did it, that's disgusting and he should go to jail. All right. Oh, sorry, distracting production. Can you put that picture back up real quick of Jermaine? Okay. <laughs> I 100% agree with Al. I don't care how long ago it happened. I, I, I believe the victim. I mean, obviously justice needs to go needs to do due process, go through the court, make sure that everything checks out. But listen, if she's been holding on to it for this long, like it's been haunting her and she finally feels empowered to say something. Uh, it sucks because it's another stain on the Jackson family. But listen, we we got to prosecute where we got to prosecute. Of course, this makes me sad. I love that family. But um, again, up to piggyback up both of what y'all said, I don't give a damn what your last name is. Okay. I think that we had a, for a, a way too long, we had a rape culture in America that was uh, not only uh, ignored when it comes to victims, but almost promoted and celebrated. And if it takes 28, 30 years to come forward, so be it. Now, if she's lying, then we need to have laws probably in place for women that do this because you can't just target people and say, pick a date back in the 80s, something happened to me. No, that is wrong too. I will never support that. But, you know, we cannot just um, sweep things under the rug like, why do they wait so long? Or, no, my favorite. I like that family. And if you didn't do it, let the hey, let it play out. Let the evidence come out to exonerate you as well. Exactly. Uh, Ansel D'Angelo said, didn't Jermaine get, in, uh, get it in with his brother's wife and have a baby with her? Nothing he does will surprise me. Um, Christine R. said, somebody should bring charges against his hair. He's innocent. And Arnold Norfleet said, dang, Jermaine Jackson, you too. All right, y'all, coming up, find out how a young boy is finding joy through grief. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, we can't all be just gossip. And feel good news, a young boy went viral after he was spotted knocking on his neighborhood's door, neighbor's door and wishing them a Merry Christmas. Take a look. Merry Christmas. That's all I got to say. Um, I wanted to uh, make myself happier by going around saying Merry Christmas. My mom recently died a couple weeks back, but... um. Yeah, that's all I had to say. Merry Christmas. I like the decorations on your door. Aww. The young boy wanted to make himself feel better by spreading joy after the recent passing of his mom. Oh, this was a moment. Carolina, how's that make you feel as a mom? <laughs> I hadn't seen the video and now I'm crying. Thanks, Justin. Producer Justin. Um, Listen, grief is something I talk about all the time because grief is... It's one of those things that is so isolating and it's so individual, like grief doesn't affect everyone the same. And it doesn't matter what sort of relationship you have. You, it could be siblings who both lose the same mom and you you express it in different ways. But the fact that this boy felt it in his heart to go spread joy 
in his pain, like, oh, I can't like such a beautiful thing. I, it's so beautiful. And my heart goes out to him and, and I'm going to cry some more. So Al, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Caroline, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, what a great video. It was not only heartbreaking, it was also heartwarming. Young kids like that, a lot of them these days don't know how to process their feelings, especially when their feelings around lost and, 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 and feeling bad. And to see him decide to spread love instead of going out and doing something tragic was amazing. And it's also a testament. Whoever this young man's mother is, you did an awesome job in raising him and i can't wait to read about him in 10 or 15 years and 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 just know that wherever you are in heaven looking down i know that your chest is out and you're smiling because you have done an awesome job in raising a young future man Let's go to some of the soulmates comments tristan lee said this is so heartbreaking god be with him just he said broke my heart I'm glad they set up a GoFundMe for him. And Batty Boy said, these are human moments. Can more humans do this? I wanted to say this right here with our show. This is a new year, and I would like for us to do more positive moments like this. Whenever we report on the youth, right, it's always a negative. Someone's breaking into something. Someone's out of control. And I think we need to have a little bit more balance. And we're going to prompt. So many so we're committing to that. We're going to start finding these stories, more of these stories. Because I love that we have a young person on the show that is not in trouble. That was raised white, right? That has a good heart. And I just hope it inspires more because it gets draining on us to only report on that as well. And we're going we're gonna to do our part. And I hope y'all run those numbers up on that GoFundMe. Oh, and Claudia, we want to shout out the young uh, woman, I think it is, or man who turned the video in yes. um, as a tribute to him spreading love. I thought that meant a lot on the other side of receiving and 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 congratulations and thank you thank you for sharing this because there is a lot of negative around young black boys in america and for you to put this out and it go viral just shows us that there is hope there is hope and that you parents single parents out here or even parents in two household moms you guys are doing a great job and dad keep doing what you do and that's how you change the narrative you you, you talk about it on your shows and your platforms all right our girl trina is not backing down from the trolls after she crowned beyonce the queen of rap Trina responded to the backlash and wrote, for the dusty, crusty, funky bitches in the back, Beyonce is the queen of rap when she raps and all other genres of music. Now stay mad, goofies. I said what I said and numb bitch gonna check me. Al, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, according to the comments, the barbs were not happy. They really unleashed on, on Trina on this. But um, I feel like for some reason, I feel like uh, Trina was taking the route of the less of the two evil like she didn't really want to say who she thought the best rapper female rapper was so she chose beyonce um because honestly i don't know beyonce to be known as a rapper and i think that's fair to say most people wouldn't think of beyonce as a rapper and when she does rap does she do a great job absolutely but does that make her the best female rapper come on trina we know what's going on all right caroline what do you think was she just trying to avoid picking a side cardi nikki meg Maybe, maybe. What sucks is that it's Trina, all right? Trina, I think, opened doors for a lot more women in the rap scene than Beyonce mm. did. Like, she was bowing down to Beyonce as somebody who opened doors for female rappers. And that just doesn't add up to me because I'm like, Trina, you did more of that than right. Beyonce. Now, 
I don't want the beehive coming for me, but I disagree with Trina. Like she's anything she touches is gold. Yes. Beyonce is a queen and I stand the hell out of her. But best female rapper. No, 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 no. I, and, and I love her. Okay. But no, 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 no. She, she's, she's, she won the Grammy for, for Renaissance. Great. And, you know, she's going to win for all the R and B and all this, everything, but rap. It's not. <laughs> You're like, not today. <laughs> I did a show with Trina called tiny tonight with talk show on beach one. Y'all look it up. And Trina was very reluctant to offend people. Like if she likes you, she's definitely like, she protect her people. And I kind of got to respect that. And sometimes she probably was like, I'm not getting involved in that nonsense. She's had enough beasts with Kaya and other people. She's probably exhausted. You know what I mean? And I look at it as a tongue in cheek thing. Like, yes, did Beyonce rip it when uh, was it? But we know she's not the queen of rap. She's the queen of all the, all, the, all the other stuff she does. But I think she was just trying to maybe stay out of the crosshairs of the battling fans. Maybe that's what, what that was about. I don't know. Smart move. Smart move. All right, y'all. Listen, Carolina, thanks for sitting in with us. We really appreciate it. I know it's very big shoes to fill. I know it was tough and you are yeah. a great sport. And thank you for showing your heart during the story about, you know, the more emotional things. Because sometimes me and Al and Funky, we we be a little more, more on the heathen side. So we appreciate your <laughs> sensitivities tonight. Got me crying on this show. What? <laughs> oh, we cry all the time. Uh, this is just the beginning. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Carolina Sanchez for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. We appreciate you so much. Stay tuned for Foxhole's Face Off. And we will see you back here tomorrow. And please rewatch the video tomorrow. We love you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Well, good night, cellmates.